ko te atirangi nepe clampa ho no tairafati no nati pro rongfakata me kahununu na iwi no takitimu me horota na waka no reira atena kwe Tsiotsurangi is an artist and seafarer who has travelled throughout the Pacific. He's also chair of the Tairawhiti Voyaging Trust. When I was at school, I was taught that Captain Cook was the greatest navigator ever, greatest captain ever, and um, and that our Māori slash Pacific Island Polynesian voyages were nothing but accidental drifters. That they went out fishing from the islands and a storm came up and they got blown off course and couldn't find their way home and they drifted, drifted, drifted until they bumped into land. So that's the story that I was brought up with at school. Um, luckily I'd go home in the evening and mum would ask me what I learnt at school and I'd say to her um, about Captain Cook and about our Polynesian Māori voyaging ancestors and she said, no, that's not right, son. And she told me what waka I came from, what my whakapapa is, how related I am to Polynesian voyaging. Gisborne. It's a clear, sunny, warm day out on the harbour. I'm here with the crew on board Tairawhiti Waka Haurua, a double-hulled traditional waka, or canoe. At the helm is Tiaturangi Nepia Clamp. The crew is energised for the morning sail. It's been a while since they've been out in the water. But before that, there's karakia, or prayers, quick introductions, a photo of all of us sent to the Maritime Authority via the iCloud, and of course, we all put on our life jackets. Safety is first. Coming up in this episode of Tiahika, I'm on board Tairafati and sit down for a chat with Tiaturangi. Yakunui Yakurahi, Tauti Maya no Kitina Yunga Hotaka ko Tiahika, ko Justin Murray, aho. It was from the mid-1970s that Tiaturangi first took to seafaring and celestial navigation. In 1992, he was one of the original crew members that traversed the Pacific Ocean on board Tiaurere, the wakahaurua carved by the late Sir Hekenukumai Busby. He calls this wakahaurua, Tairawhiti, a floating classroom. And as you'll hear, perhaps it's a full circle moment for him. He was misinformed in the classroom and today he's turning that around. In a way, he's correcting the narrative about Māori exploration. Way back in those school days, I think that I must have made a, um, an unconscious decision to actually do something in my lifetime to enhance the story of voyaging, of mm. our Polynesian Māori ancestral voyages. So uh, from that point... In 1976, I saw the um, photographs of the uh, Hokulea making the historic voyage from Hawaii down to Tahiti. The Hokulea was built in order to revive the legacy of exploration. Its maiden voyage was in 1976. The waka continues to be a beacon, an example of traditional Hawaiian voyaging. And that inspired me greatly. Mm. And so... 
1979 an opportunity came up to be involved in the making of a double hull voyaging canoe called Hawaiki and I assisted with the with the building of that waka between 1979 and 1985 when it sailed from it started its life here and was shifted during the build to Tahiti and uh, sailed from Tahiti back down to Aotearoa. I did not do that voyage. Mm. I chose not to. It was always in my mind to have a, a voyaging canoe for the Tairawhiti. And so when the opportunity came up in 1992 to sail on Hekanukumai Busby's um, waka Teodadere to Rarotonga. Yes. Yes, I was selected to represent the Tairawhiti wow. on that waka, which was a, a huge privilege. In this look back to 1992, Hare Williams interviewed crew members of Teodadere and he asked them about the revival of celestial navigation. Well, I guess uh, the responsibility to carry that on to the future belongs to uh, those of us uh, who are involved in uh, this waka project uh, guys like Stanley Conrad uh, our skipper and uh, myself and other crew members I guess it's up to us in the long run to pass on what we learn and to keep this uh, kaupapa alive with all the help from our pananga in Hawaii and uh, Micronesia I think uh, I'm quite confident that we will, we will make this trip. We will get there and we will also get back. Go to the South Pacific Festival the traditional way. Hardy Williams with the late Sir Hekenukumai Busby recorded in 1992 as Teodiri was about to embark on its maiden voyage. So I was very privileged to be selected. It was a tough voyage. Um, we came across five different storms on the way um, it's fair to say that we got kicked around and got beat up a bit wow. um, by Tangaroa and Tafiri Matia and then as we um, uh, we eventually got to Rarotonga, something that should have taken us 14 to 18 days took us 23 days of really tough voyaging and um, uh, once we arrived there and did our storm repairs and so forth, uh, we headed back to Aotearoa. And uh, for the major part of that voyage, it was, it was great sailing uh, until we got to around the Kermadex where we got hit mm. by um, a big storm, almost, almost a cyclone, I would say. It was a huge storm, and that lasted for uh, three days. In the process, um, broke our mast uh, with a rogue wave. So I've sort of been through the traps. <laughs> but while, while, while we were in Rarotonga in 1992, I met Sir Thomas Davis, who invited me to go to the Cook Islands and learn from him a different boat building, building skill, which is pretty much, um, uh, while well, a walker building skill, that's using boat building techniques. Mm. And similar to what the ancestors would have done, um, how they built up uh, their, walker, their walkers using planks, um, but this way was sort of um, constructing it in a boat building way using modern materials like plywood and fiberglass and so forth. So a melding of the two yeah. kind of... Yeah. What has is, what is stayed consistent is the actual um, design of the walker. 
As the Tairawhiti heads out of the Inner Harbour Marina, the voluntary crew members carry out their respective jobs. Cedar Proctor is the administrator of the Waka Voyages Trust and enjoys being part of the crew. On the side of my father, I am from Tokomaru, um, so just north of uh, Gisborne here. And um, um, I'm actually from Papua New Guinea. So how did you come to this kaupapa of waka voyaging? So um, to be honest, throughout my upbringing, I've had a heavy involvement in um, my Papua New Guinean side. And um, with that, we're very fortunate to have um, voyaging as well. But it wasn't something that I was heavily thrusted into growing up. Uh, far rewind to 11 years ago, I met my husband, who has had a very heavy involvement um, being brought up in Te Ao Māori. And so through him, um, the interest of just Te Ao Māori, our tūpuna, our ancestors, our stories um, began to sort of flourish. And so um, he actually joined the Tairawhiti Voyaging Trust. Um, so as a board member, that was how I was introduced to the kaupapa, and that was the... Um, the small little seed that was planted in me, um, the interest began and from there um, I had involvement, um, I suppose, b- before conception um, and then the day that the waka actually came into um, into Tairawhiti, uh, Christmas Eve 2017, I was happy with our son and the moment I saw her I just broke down, I just started crying and that there was just my tupuna speaking to me saying you know, this, this is it, this is you you're meant to be on this waka um, and then it was uh, learning and knowing the people on the board coming on board as sel- itself as well um, and then having the opportunity to actually work on our waka too um, so I'm actually the administrator and the host for our waka on the tourism side um, but it also combines with our education side you know due to the fact that we share the same kaupapa it's just that we have a different audience that we um, share the, the kaupapa to um, and to be honest it's like a drug so you know when, when you come on here you, you're just thirsty for more our core crew um, that are here, all our crew are volunteer. It's quite hard in this day and age to have people to do something, you know, out of the the, um, of their, uh, the exactly the goodness their of their heart. But um, like I had mentioned earlier, coming on here, it just invigorates what our tupuna used to do, and it's like a drug. So people just love coming on here because it's an adrenaline rush that you can't get from anything else or anywhere else unless you are on Wakahodua itself. Um, so today we have. Uh, Roger Levy, um, Dave McClutchy, um, Gordon Ashton, um, Debbie McClutchy, and we have Diane, and we have Teaturangi on board. I think there are a couple of other people coming. Um, Richard Katipa is one. Um, normally, what we will do is um, do a little bit of training. Um, so, training just as a bit of uh, tacking bit of sailing um, jargon there for you Um, tacking and depending on what the wind is like out there too it might be different sails that we put up and everything Um, and it's good for us to just get out as a whanau, you know, whakawhanaungatanga kai ngātahi as well we have Mm. kai um, and it just it just adds that extra bit of love into our waka as well as a whole Tairawhiti Voyages Trust will be involved in the Tuia Encounters this October. That commemorates 250 years since the first onshore encounters between Māori and Pākehā. A flotilla will feature as part of the event.
As a rohe, um, we have a huge responsibility, you know, due to the fact that this was the first land sighting. Um, and so with that responsibility, um, there are a lot of people working in collaboration together to um, commemorate this this um, occasion that is going to be happening. There are people that hold a lot of um, mamai in regards to what has happened in yeah. our history, right? yeah. um, but there is also a lot of people such as myself who are excited to be able to change the narrative and to be able to showcase to those who are around here, um, who are of the younger generation, who will remember this in another 50 years' time when we celebrate the 300 years. Um, and, and just to watch grow how the um, how, how the kaupapa will, will, will um, change. The involvement of Tairafati as a rohe is, is a huge responsibility, like I said, but the involvement of Waka Tairafati itself, we are sort of neither here nor there. We are our own entity, um, and so we have different involvements. Um, with it, we will be a part of the flotilla, yeah, which flotilla. we're very excited about. We are very fortunate the, ho- the flotilla will be here in our port, in our harbour, um, and we will have open days as well. So that's exciting in itself to have um, whānau from all over, you know, nationwide, international, um, come on board our, our waka and um, hear our stories as well. Um, so as Waka Tairawhiti, we are just here to be a part of the bigger and wider extended whānau who will be a part of the whole commemoration. But back to Tiaturangi Nepia Clamp, who has spent most of his career building waka, overseeing various projects and, of course, navigating the Pacific Oceans. In 1990, he designed and carved a waka prow, Te Tauihu Turanga Whakamana, alongside Derek Lardelli and Bill Baker to celebrate early Māori explorers. But his desire to seek out knowledge may have started in Aotearoa, but it was his experience of living in Rarotonga that he learned alongside some of the best. I went back to Rarotonga in 1995 um, to help with the construction of Te Oatonga and then sailed from uh, Rarotonga to, on the waka, Rarotonga to Reiatea, Tahiti, mm. Marquesas, Hawaii and then back down to Rarotonga. And when we got to Rarotonga at that point of time, Prime Minister of the day, Sir Geoffrey Henry, he invited me to represent Aotearoa on the on the waka te Ootonga to sail to um, to Mururoa to protest against nuclear testing mm. that was going on there at that time, uh, which I did, and very proudly represented Aotearoa on that voyage, and then coming back from um, Mururoa back to Rarotonga, living there, and uh, Te Ōrere in the meantime had been left in uh, Rarotonga on their way back from Hawaii from the same voyage we went on in 1995 um, to winterize and then to actually um, Hector and the crew were going to come back and and sail it back to Aotearoa in the right um, sailing season which is around about um, September, October, uh, November at the very latest November because that's when the cyclone season starts. Uh, yes. Yeah, so they came back in I think it was October um, uh, 1995 and again I was selected to 
assist with the um, sailing of um, Te Aotearoa back down to Aotearoa. This was about 1995? 95, yeah. 95, the later part of 1995. So that was a very full year of, um, of voyaging in 95. So I got back to Aotearoa, and in 1996 I had this vision about uh, the, the dawn of the new millennium, and I wanted to... Um, because Gisborne is the first city in the world to see the sun, yep. I thought it would be fantastic to have voyaging canoes and other walker sailing and being paddled out of the sunrise. So I organised that through the um, Tūranganui Akiwa Voyaging Trust, which I set up in 1997, and um, we had a very successful um, walker dawn ceremony in the year 2000, the beginning of the millennium, millennium and we had 22 canoes, um, two Wakahodua, Te Aurere and the Cook Island canoe, Te Awotonga, and 22, oh, 20 other waka of um, paddling, wakarama, uh, wakatawa, and some little outrigger sailing canoes from um, Micronesia wow. that I had shipped down for the occasion. So after the success of that, I thought it would be a good time to secure a wakahodua for the taidafati. Um I was wrong. It wasn't a good time. Wasn't it? Why wasn't it a good time? Uh, because the kaupapa was really around the millennium and around just getting that over and done with. Mm. Yeah, so once the I thought that it would be a really good platform after a successful um, waka voyaging event to actually um, raise awareness and maybe raise funds yes. to build a waka. I ended up going over to live in uh, Raratonga and spend more time with um, Papa Tom. And so spending time with Papa Tom, Sir Thomas Davis, in uh, Raratonga, I learnt the finer points about designing and building um, wakahodua similar to Te Ootonga. In 2006, Te Ootonga was hit by a cyclone. After some major repairs were carried out, the crew were invited to the Pacific Arts Festival in Pangol Pangol. They set sail in 2008. While at Pangol Pangol, Te Aturangi was asked and then commissioned by a philanthropist to build a fleet of seven voyage canoes, which would take him 18 months to complete. And setting up meant... Um meant setting up the boat builders, setting up the, the engineers, the fiberglass engineers, all the other engineers that are incorporated, engaging with a um, naval architect. There's a whole lot of things that needed Gosh. to be done. So before. you drove that? Wow. Yes, yes, I put that whole project together. And we built the um, seven waka, and those seven waka were eventually sailed, promoting um, healthy oceans, and sailed yes. from Auckland to a little place called Whakarawa, which is up in the Tuamutu Islands, north of Tahiti, and from there to the Marquesas, to Hawaii, from Hawaii to San Francisco, and then down to Monterey, down the western seaboard to Monterey, Malibu, LA, San Diego, and winterized in San Diego with some repairs being done and some alterations. From San Diego, when it kicked off again, uh, the waka sailed from San Diego down to Mexico, to Costa Rica, uh, Galapagos, Tahiti, Reyatea, Rarotonga, Samoa, Fiji, Solomon Islands. 
So completing each one of these waka, completing a um, voyage of 30,000 nautical miles each, which is pretty phenomenal. So since 1990, um, in 1990 in Gisborne here, in the Tairawhiti, I carved a canoe prow. Um, to represent our voyaging ancestors. You can see the canoe prow just over there on the corner. I, I carved that to give representation to our voyaging ancestors because if you've ever been to Gisborne, um, back in those days you would have seen statues of Captain Cook. He was actually a lieutenant when he came here, not a, not a captain. But anyway, that's besides the point. There were statues of him sort of here and there and and endeavours down the main street on top of poles. And there was no recognition or... Yeah, there was no recognition of um, Polynesian, Māori voyaging ancestors. So I carved the, the, um, the canoe prow, the tauihu, uh, to represent our voyaging ancestors. And when I was doing that in 1990... I um, had a dream about um, carving a, well, creating a waka for the Tairawhiti. So after um, living in Tairawha and, and Rarotonga uh, for about 10 years or so, and um, Papa Tom passed away in that time, and uh, having done the, um, having created the seven canoes that sailed that uh, momentous uh, uh, voyage, mm -hmm. Um, I thought, I was living back in Rarotonga in 2011. Wow. And, uh, and I thought, I really got to come home <laughs> and um, do something about this dream that keeps on bugging me. Mm. And so I came home. The organisation that we used for the um, millennium was Tūranganui Akiwa Voyaging Trust. And I figured if we were going to have a waka for the Tairawhiti, we needed to rename, rebrand and uh, refresh our trust. And so we changed the name to um, Tairawhiti Voyaging Trust and I refreshed it with new trustees. Mm. And we, um, uh, we put together applications for funding and so forth and eventually um, got our funding in 2016 had enough funding to um, to actually uh, start building our waka. And so we engaged with Salthouse Boat Builders, which was the original boat building firm that I engaged to um, build the fleet. Mm -hmm. And I project managed the um, the build of Tairawhiti. And the build started in December of uh, 2016. And a year later, in December of 2017, we launched on the 12th, and after sea trials and um, various other little things that we had to do to um, reach um, survey standard, uh, we then sailed Tairawhiti on its inaugural voyage from Auckland down to Gisborne, down to the Tairawhiti, a voyage that took us um, three days. Wow. That's with an overnight stay in, um, in uh, Whangaparo, and then continuing in the next day because of um, bad weather we had to sort of break the voyage 
and uh, we arrived here in the Tairawhiti on Christmas Eve um, 2017. Wow. Yeah, so that was a 27-year dream of mine to secure um, Tairawhiti and to get a waka for the Tairawhiti, and appropriately we named our waka Tairawhiti. This is the waka haurua, yeah. So since um, it was always my dream also to um, have the waka as a floating classroom so that going back to the days of what I was taught at school so that other young people wouldn't be taught the same thing and they would be taught the true story of our voyaging ancestors and they would know that story and that would enhance their um, cultural awareness of themselves and hopefully enhance their self-confidence and their sense of belonging. And their sense of belonging. You know, the sense of belonging is so powerful. Everybody has to have a sense of belonging. And without it, you really are quite lost. So that was what was behind um, the reasons that were driving me to secure our waka. And, of course, you can't do anything by yourself. So I'm very grateful to the Tairawhiti Voyaging Trust and all of the trustees who um, jumped into this and and gave it um, a lot of energy and support. And um, together we achieved this. Tēnā koe te atuurangi nebia clamp no Ngāti Parau rongo whakata me Ngāti Kahunganu. And we also heard from Cedar Proctor no Papua New Guinea me Tokomaru. Now next week I am back on board the Wakahaurua Tairawhiti where I talk with some of the crew members and I get to learn more about sustainability. Next week the Waitamari Music Awards in its 12th year will be held in Hastings. The evening celebrates contemporary Māori music and honours traditional Māori music as well. Nominated in the awards is Te Kākano. We end the show with their track, Tōria. Koe ea ta tātou nei wahanga o tiahika engari he kaupapa anō, hei te wiki e heke mai nei. To find out more about this week's show, head to rnz.co.nz forward slash and you can also download the podcast via iTunes or Spotify. Kia pai tā koutou wiki, hei kona mai.
Quartet. 